This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, gotta be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It was great to be able to you know, have the right pitch strategy and come back to the field and, and uh, close the deal off. Had fun at Virtual Bristol. It's a cool racetrack in, uh, in real life and also on iRacing. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you as we practice social distancing like all of you are out there across the Fruited Plain. We're so glad you're with us. Got a great show for you this week. We're going to chat with virtual Bristol winner William Byron. Remember, over the weekend, we had the Food City Showdown at the virtual Bristol Motor Speedway. Well, after a couple of races that got away from him, William Byron was able to lead a lot of laps and get the win. We'll chat with him about that win in virtual Thunder Valley. His crew chief, Chad Canals, had a chance to chat with Woody Kane about how much his team can do right now during this downtime, during the COVID-19 situation. Also, Joey Logano is going to stop by and chat about his contribution to the coronavirus relief efforts. Also, Woody had a chance to spend some time with Kelly Earnhardt Miller ahead of her book release this week. Plus, we'll have a lot more for you as well. But first, let's check in with the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Ricky, and see what Kyle has about what NASCAR Nation's talking about and some updates in the world of NASCAR. Kyle? NASCAR officially announced that the next-gen car will not be making its debut in 2021 as planned. Due to the challenges of the coronavirus, it has been pushed back to 2022. Various Cup Series drivers have been testing the next-gen car on track since last October, with the most recent test at the Auto Club Speedway in Southern California back in March with William Byron. A revised testing timeline will be put together when more information is available about the schedule. Another week of quarantining across America and another week of virtual racing for NASCAR drivers and fans. William Byron got his first win, albeit virtually, at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Byron dominated the race for a second week, but this time came out on top with the win. And drivers proved that even racing Bristol on a video game can bring out tempers and fireworks. 
Clint Boyer and Bubba Wallace tangled early, leading to an entertaining Twitter exchange. Daniel Suarez and Kyle Larson also got into each other, ending both of their days. And after wrecking twice, Jimmy Johnson tweeted that he fired his virtual spotter. And those are just some of the topics trending in NASCAR Nation. For more on these stories and more, see MRN.com. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, William Byron joins us to talk his virtual Bristol win. And later, we've got his crew chief, Chad Canals. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna, it's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. William Byron joins us after his virtual win at Bristol next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Our uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are back on NASCAR Live. We're so glad you're with us, and we're so glad the winner of the Food City Showdown is with us as well. Let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the driver of the number 24 Exalta Chevrolet, William Byron. William, how are we doing? Good, good. I'm just uh, waking up here on Monday morning, kind of excited, so it's been a good weekend. I was going to say, the last couple of virtual races you've competed in, you've led a lot of laps, the ends haven't come together, but at Bristol on Sunday, they did. Let's talk about that race that you led 116 laps. Seemed like a good, pretty good day for you. It was. We, um, we had, a, obviously, you know, a good day last week, too, but um, I felt like this one was a little more complete, and it was great to be able to you know, have the right pit strategy and come back through the field and, and uh, close the deal off. So I, I was really... Um, Really happy about that, and had fun at Virtual Bristol. is uh, It's a it's a cool racetrack in in life, uh, in real life, and also on i racing. So it's a it's a it's a good place to race. It seems like that Virtual Bristol is like real Bristol in that once you get into a rhythm, that's where things seem to work best. Is this a 
Is this a rhythm type cadence that you were in on Sunday? It definitely is. I, I would say Bristol and Martinsville are the two places that are so rhythmic when you drive. Um, obviously, it's tough with the cautions to get in a rhythm, but you know those two places you can make so much lap time by just being uh, in a rhythm and being uh, consistent. So once you find that, it's uh, it's really a good place uh, to race around. So so yeah, I would say that that's uh, that's definitely key at those two racetracks. For those wannabe iRacers out there that they've been observing this, they've been watching you, they've been watching everybody else, and they're curious, what kind of advice would you give the young and, I guess, on the initial startup or newer startup plan, what kind of advice would you give those folks who want to get involved in this? What kind of equipment do they need to consider? What are some of the things that they need to think about before they do it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, you know, when I started as a, 12-year-old or 13-year-old kid, I had a Logitech pedals and, and Logitech wheel, and, um, you know, it's kind of come full circle. They actually are now on my eSports car, so that's that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I just started with a Logitech G25 wheel. Um, you know, I think now they have the G27 or the G29, but, but uh, yeah, those, it, that's a good way to go about it. Get yourself a computer or even a laptop and prop it up um, to make sure it, it stays cool and and you can really get going that way. So um, it's it's a lot of fun, and I I think there's a lot of various you know you can have the strategy of of Timmy Hill with his setup, or you can have Denny Hamlin's, or or mine is kind of right in between the two of them. So uh, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but really it's what's comfortable to you because that's what uh, makes you faster. Chatting with William Byron, who joins us here on NASCAR Live. William, when we left the real racing in Phoenix, you left with a with a top 10 finish as we were getting ready to come back east to race at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. How's the team doing? Uh, how, how's Chad doing? What's going on at Hendrick Motorsports during these, uh, during these interesting times that we're in right now? Yeah, I think really the guys are just working on setups and working on what is to come uh, once we do get back racing. There's not really much that we can do working on the cars. You know, everyone's kind of uh, working from home, I guess you could say, so. Yeah, the engineers and, and Chad are just working on those things. And I talked to Chad this, this past week, and uh, everything seems good there. So I'm I'm excited to get back racing when we do, and I know that we'll be ready to uh, go out there and compete for wins when we do. Going to be a pretty intense schedule when we get back going. Some midweek races, maybe some more double headers. Is that something that you're looking forward to doing? I know you want to be back inside the race car. It's going to be very tough physically. Um, so I'm trying to prepare that you know it's definitely going to take some some hardcore preparation over the next month or two months whenever we do go back racing so yeah i think it's going to be um as a driver there's going to be new challenges that it presents because we're used to having a week of recovery time and now it's going to be closer to um, a couple of days so i'm looking forward to what that challenge presents for us one of the challenges that now has been moved out is nascar came down the line last week and said that the next gen car won't be implemented till 2022. What are your what are your thoughts? What are your uh, opinions on that delaying that that rollout of the brand new race car? It's going to change the playing field for sure. I think that we're in a good spot at Chevrolet and, and Hendrick Motorsports to do well in the next year as well. So I think um, that's exciting for us, and I, I I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, you know, having tested that next gen car, I think there's still. Um, a lot of room to go with that and, and rushing that would probably be the wrong decision. So I think NASCAR did a great job making the right decision there to 
to give us some more time to work on it and figure out the bugs and things like that. Everything well with you and, and well with the family? How are you making out through, uh, through these stay-at-home times that we seem to be living in these days? Yeah, they've been good. I've just been at my apartment going kind of back and forth between my, between my parents' house and my apartment. So uh, my sister's back home in town from uh, New York. She came back three weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, it's been great to spend some time with them. And I feel like, uh, you know, just trying to keep things as normal as possible. But obviously it's tough with uh, not being able to really uh, go and, and do a lot. So uh, just trying to stay balanced as much as I can. Well, we appreciate the time. And uh, thank you, along with the rest of your uh, Cup Series colleagues and your racing colleagues, for keeping us entertained on Sunday afternoons. I know that uh, we can't wait to get back to the real racing, but at least we have this to tide us over until we get there. Appreciate the time, William. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. That's William Byron. More coming up on NASCAR Live. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. It's the Rip the Fence podcast. Three and four, Christopher Bell, a winner at Eldora. Dylan, it's good to see you, buddy. It's I'm good to see you, bud. Congrats. That, that was probably the most exciting win I've ever had in my career. With Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. Kyle Larson is a Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion. When those words come out of my mouth, how does it make you feel? When it comes out of your mouth, it feels really good. Because you're the biggest Christopher Bell lover in the media center every week. Available to download wherever you listen to podcasts and on ripthefence.com. William Byron's crew chief, Chad Canals, talks with Woody Kane next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. Third time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. MRN's Woody Kane had a chance to chat with William Byron's crew chief, Chad Canales, before his win at the virtual Bristol Motor Speedway on Sunday. But Chad gave an update on what his team's doing to prepare during this downtime for when they get back to racing. Chad Canales joins us, the crew chief for William Byron at Hendrick Motorsports. And after the first four races of the year, Chad, everybody is on hiatus right now. North Carolina now has a stay-at-home order statewide, and before that, the county where the shop is and most of the employees are had a stay-at-home order. So what are you doing to stay busy? I imagine you're trying to find some creative ways to make things happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working through it. Uh, we've got uh, 
a Teams chat that we we can video conference in, and we all talk uh, to one another on that. I'm actually on the line right now with uh, four of my engineers and my car chief, and we're talking about different racetracks and and how we want to try to approach them uh, when when all this stuff starts getting back to normal. So it's a uh, it's challenging for sure. Um, uh, it's it's probably easier for the guys and the gals that that are engineering based or are computer based folks because they can continue to work from home. But for those guys that are mechanics and, and fabricators and guys that can't can't actually touch the race cars, um, it's it's pretty tough on those guys right now. Well, the first part of the season, you guys uh, got wound up in a crash at Daytona, but who didn't? What other things jumped out at you about the early part of the season when we did get four races in for your team specifically? It was a really bizarre first part of the season for us. And it, it, you know, Daytona, we felt very confident, felt like we were going to race well and run well. And unfortunately, we're, you know, sidelined pretty early. Um, going to Las Vegas, we had a fantastic race car. Um, car was really fast and pleased with the performance there. Going into Fontana, we weren't nearly as, as pleased with what it was that we had there. We thought we were going to do significantly better than what we had. And uh, at Phoenix, we were reasonable. Um, we, we expected to be just a pinch better than what we were. Um, but, you know, we've got some, some room to grow there. I think that uh, we maybe learned a lot this race. And if we apply a little bit of what we had in 2019 to the 2020 car, uh, going back the next time, we're going to be in pretty good shape. Obviously, at this point, everything is speculation, but NASCAR has said they want to try and get all 36 races in and hopefully preserve the, the, the playoffs with those 10 races, but all bets are kind of off between that. We may see midweek races. We may see double headers. Who knows what we may see? One thing we do know, when we do come back, it's going to be extremely busy. How does that play into your thinking going forward without knowing all the details? <laughs> Man, we've got, we've got balls in the air right now that we, we don't even know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the one thing that I'm very, um, very interested to see how it begins to develop is how NASCAR goes and schedules these races moving forward. And it's uh, it's something that we're working on as a group with uh, the, the teams, the OEMs, um, NASCAR, uh, the, the, the TV folks. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to be able to get all this stuff going on. Man, you just got to go through and do the best you possibly can. I don't have an answer for you because there's – you can't create an answer for an unknown scenario. And, uh, you know, all you can do is just make some some options and sit on those options, and that's kind of what we're doing. Um, looking forward to some midweek races. I think it'd be kind of fun. Well, let's talk about life in general for you. A young child, another on the way this summer. How have things changed for you? I imagine you're figuring it out just like everyone else is. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, I've actually really enjoyed this this period of time at home. I know a lot of people are stressed and, and not – and <laughs> not knowing how to handle it, but I'm being 100% honest. I've really enjoyed this period of time because I've been able to spend a good bit of time with Brooke and Kipling. And uh, obviously, like you had mentioned, we've got a little girl on the way that will be here late July. Uh, so getting prepared for that and spending time with them, and it's it's really been nice. Um, uh, I'm trying to make the most of it because much like what you said with the doubleheaders and the midweek racing, once we do get back into full swing, it's going to be full on, and I won't have a, uh, very much time at home at all. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to make the best of it here as I can. Um, I think Brooke has enjoyed it. I know my son has enjoyed having me around, so that's that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and then he's going to go, wait, where'd Daddy go? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, little, 
I'm honestly a little concerned about that. First thing he says in the morning is, is Dada. And, you know, oh. Brooke's like, I'm just, I'm just chopped liver here. I don't know why he's always asking for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, let's end with this. Let me ask you one thing that you thought you would never be doing that because of this you are doing now. Is there anything that jumps out at you? A lot of people are talking about, you know, a bunch of more yard work, jigsaw puzzles, streaming shows they never thought they would watch. How about Chad Canals? Well, really, the – I never thought I'd go this long without seeing a race car. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I, uh, gosh, there's not a whole lot. I've been doing a lot of the things that I like to do. Um, we've been staying away from the, the, the stores. We've been staying away from the, uh, from everything. We've been really pretty self-contained. We, we, we jumped on it pretty early and got supplies and we've kind of just been hanging around the house and going for quick walks and uh, been doing a little bit more biking than what I was able to do in the past. I guess, well, actually, I'm going to do something new. I've got a new longboard. I'm going to start uh, practicing my skateboarding a little bit. So, so there you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. You definitely need to post some videos of that on social media. Yeah, I'll end up on my butt. I don't do that social <laughs> stuff too much. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Chad, listen, we appreciate your time. Good luck trying to figure all this out as we go forward because it sure seems like as soon as we think we know something, it changes again. Yeah, and it's going to keep evolving. And, you know, the one thing I would like to say is that, you know, for everybody out there, just – just heed the warnings, do what you do, what's best, you know, try to keep your distance, obviously washing your hands and just stay in your own space. And just let's try to get through all this together. And, you know, the more you reach out to your friends and your family, uh, the more that's going to help them and, and help them if they need something. So, so be, be social from afar, reach out to people, FaceTime, call, check out on your loved ones and, and we'll all get through this together. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, I'll chat with Joey Legato about what he and his foundation are doing to help the relief efforts. And later, Kelly Earnhardt Miller will join us. It's a 400-mile thrill ride. Look at the 76 on the low side. Four, three, two, one, three, three. In a sport where numbers matter, some are more important than others. We're reducing emissions by 43% with Sunoco Green E15 Biofuel. Thousands of trees have been planted in reforestation efforts. And millions of plastics and cans are recycled every day. See how you can help NASCAR reduce its numbers on the environment by visiting nascar.com slash green today. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we return, I'll chat with Joey Logano about his contribution to the coronavirus relief efforts. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing sprint cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for wing sprint car talk. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. 
Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. And we welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you are with us. Of course, in these uncertain times, the sport is going to extraordinary lengths to help out and give back, whether it's to build masks, create masks, whatever we can do to try to keep our local responders safe. Well, there's also other efforts going out as far as drivers and team owners and everyone becoming involved in the community. And that's where we go to the hotline and we bring in the driver of the number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford Mustang. Joey Logano is back on NASCAR Live. Hello, Joey. How are you? I'm doing as good as you can be right now, um, but I am doing good and we are healthy and that's the, the most important thing. So how are you doing? Uh, we're hanging in there, pra- practicing social distancing and the like. Yeah. Let's, let's get right to it. I got a note across the desk the other day that the Joey Logano Foundation is trying to do what it can to help out in this time of need. Bring the listeners up to speed on what you guys are doing over there. Of course. So, um, you know, obviously right now with, with COVID-19, um, you know, the crisis that we're in, it's affecting everybody. Um, and I was, uh, we go to Elevation Church here, here in Charlotte, and I was listening to uh, Pastor Furtick speak, and he said something that kind of hit home for me. He said that we're all not in the same boat. We're all going through the same storm together, but we're all in different boats, uh, meaning that other people can weather the storm better than others, right? Some people uh, might have some finances saved up enough to get through a storm like this. Some people might not be able to put food on the table. Some people are getting laid off and trying to homeschool their kids and, and, and everyone's just in a different thing. Some people are falling out of their boat. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to call Furtick up and see what, what he suggests we should do as, as a foundation. I, I, I told him that I wanted to, to partner with what he was doing already. Um, and, and how do we just kind of pour fuel on, on the situation? And he had a good point. He said, you know, now's not the time to, come up with new great ideas uh, on how to do things. Now's the time to team up with people that have a process in place for a crisis like this. Um, and, it, and that just makes a lot of sense. I said, it's cool. Let's, let's team up together. Uh, let's give a million dollars. I said, it's a big number. Um, you know, something that makes a huge impact. And let's just support a lot of these great organizations that are, um, you know, whether putting, helping people find food, helping with finances, helping uh, with kids trying to uh, get through homeschooling. You think a lot of people don't have Wi-Fi, right, and, and be able to connect to the Internet to do school. So just little things like that that um, really stack up uh, when you think about it. So um, we, we put this fund together uh, with Joe Legato Foundation Elevation Outreach, a million dollars to give out over the course of this, this uh, period to go 100% towards uh, the coronavirus relief. And uh, it's, it's been great. You know, we're, we're dumping out about 300 grand or so here in the first week. Um, and then the plan after that is to kind of wait and see where this goes, understand what the, the government aid is going to be, um, where they're helping there, and, and kind of see where this virus goes. And hopefully we're towards the end of it and where we find a real need, uh, you know, after that, uh, I think is when we're going to disperse uh, the rest of that million dollars. You know what's interesting about the whole thing? He brings up a great point. Don't go and blaze new trails. Go with existing processes or efforts to help folks and help with that. And I think I think that's a pretty smart way to go as far as what you guys are doing because, like you said, we're all in the same situation, but each of our individual circumstances are different, and everyone has a different need as we go through this stuff right now. 
Well, and the thing is, you know, I, I love great ideas. I love dreaming up big things. That's that's what we all love doing and, and, and coming up with something and really making it your own. But that takes time. You know, it takes a lot of time to work out the bugs to make it right. People need help right now. Like now is the moment, you know. So it, instead of, of taking the time to, to come up with the new latest and greatest idea, let's help people in the in the time of need, you know, and, and and this opportunity that sits in front of us right now, and it's hard to say coronavirus is an opportunity, but uh, you have to look at it that way and say, this is our chance to, to really help people unite, uh, become one uh, in our country and, and in the world in this case, and, uh, you know, try to, to get through this, this crisis as quickly as possible. This is the, the opportunity God's given us to, to really um, kind of prune the, prune the bushes in a way to, to try to figure out what what we really need to do and what we need to be together uh, to make this whole thing work. Speaking of uh, Brittany and, and, and Hudson, everybody doing okay? The Logano's hanging in there all right? We're going crazy. <laughs> we're going crazy back, man. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, we're looking for things to do. Wild man, he's, uh, he's on the gas 24-7 and so am I. So we, uh, we get outdoors as much as possible and, and practice our social distancing. But he's gotten really good at riding a scooter, which has been fun to watch. Um, I, I, I wake up every morning. I go work out uh, in the yard. And then we go play around outside and, and nap time's like a chance to breathe for a second. And then we're right back at it again. So it's constant nonstop here uh, at the Logano household right now. Well, if I'm, did I, do I recall correctly where I believe you guys were out on bikes and uh, there was contact made where son tried to lay the fender to dad out on this ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he learns this stuff. <laughs> I have no idea. He goes, hit dad, dad. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I go, where'd you learn that? He goes, dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's my boy. By that's the, the boy. But, they watch everything you do, you know. <laughs> they watch, they listen, and then they implement everything they see and hear. Very, very tender times now for young Hudson. Hey, before we let you go. How can folks be a part of what you're doing at the foundation and uh, and and what are other efforts going on? Have there been a rearrangements of efforts as far as the foundation is concerned because of this? Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, your focus just shifts, right? Our time is taken away from from thinking about race cars as, as much as we, we normally do. Uh, and, and you just fix your focus on uh, on charitable uh, aspects and, and, and working on this opportunity we talked about and um, all this information is going to be on joeylaganofoundation.com. Uh, we're going to keep everyone in the loop on where exactly all this money is going, um, who we're impacting, have some great stories, some great content that goes along with it. Um, you know, so uh, that's that's where we're we're taking donations in. And, and believe me, every little bit counts. You know, um, obviously, Brittany and I are huge contributors to this, but the you know, five dollars makes a big difference. You know, as it kind of uh, adds up over and over again. Uh, to hit that million dollar number that's 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 what this is all about right now and um you know whether it's and i always say this all the time uh, about inspiring people to live a life of generosity it's not when i say generosity it's not about finances all the time it's just about being a good person doing the right thing in the right moment helping someone when they're in need you know talking to your neighbor and and seeing what they need we have a couple uh, neighbors that are a little older and you know we're, you know, go to the grocery store for them. Do, do something, you know, because obviously this, is, this virus is more, um, you know, concerning for for uh, our older folks than, than maybe some of the younger ones. So, you know, just 
practice those type of things um, seem to be what what we all need to do right now as a society and, and think of that as generosity. Well, we appreciate you stopping by to let us know about what you're doing. I know there's a lot of NASCAR fans that are that are willing to jump in and help and do whatever we can to push this process along on what avenue that it can be pushed along. We'll talk to you soon. Can't wait to get back to the racetrack. I know you're chomping at the bit. Everybody's ready to go back racing, but we got we got a little more time before we're able to take it on back to the track. A little bit more time. We're, we're all hanging in there. It's rough for everybody, but uh, we're going to get back at it before we know it and, uh, and still have a great 2020 season. Appreciate that. That's Joey Logano joining us on the hotline. And again, JoeyLoganoFoundation.com, your destination to find out more. More of NASCAR Live coming up. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Kelly Earnhardt Miller joins us to discuss her new book next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party and neither of you showed up. (laughs) We get along okay sometimes. Yeah. I'd say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. (sighs) Throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money, right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kelly Earnhardt Miller, daughter of Dale Earnhardt, sister of Dale Earnhardt Jr., and co-owner of Junior Motorsports, is releasing a book this week. MRN's Woody Kane talked with her about the lessons she's learned and where the team stands during this downtime. We're joined now by Kelly Earnhardt Miller, the co-owner of Junior Motorsports, with her brother Dale Earnhardt Jr., the vice president and business manager of the operation, the daughter of the late Dale Earnhardt, and author. And that's why she's with us today to talk about Drive, nine important lessons about how to win in business and life. Everybody's looking for something new and fresh to to see or hear and read in, in these times. And I think this is definitely one that applies now. But when, when you describe in the book you mentioned you know going as far back as as when your father died and then uh, transitioning to to where you are today when you are thinking in terms of your your business owner hat 
some of the challenges that you're facing today are unprecedented. There is no playbook that you can go back and look as to, you know, how we get through this. We were talking before, even 9-11 wasn't like this. Well, I think that, um, you know, a, a lot of the things that I detail in here about being authentic, being approachable, knowing how to make decisions, letting go to move forward, you know, talking about communication, managing your emotions, balancing your work and life, leading from the heart. You know, those are all things that there's not a playbook, but I think if you, you know, foundationally, if you keep those things at the forefront, um, uh, you know, things will play out uh, as best they can. So that's been kind of, uh, you know, my motive in, in talking about junior motorsports and where we stand during all this and, and not really knowing when we're going to go back racing, you know, just trying to keep those principles at the forefront of our decisions and, and doing the best we can for our employees and, and our stakeholders and sponsors and so on and so forth. Well, in thinking of trying to apply those today, if you could go back into a time machine, today's Kelly Earnhardt Miller, and talk to uh, your yourself as you had started this journey down the business path that you're on now, what advice would you give yourself that, you know, what do you wish you had known then that you now know? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> That's always a fun question because I think that, you know, the, the awesome thing is is that all the experiences that we've all had as individuals from birth to now have shaped us, right, and, mm -hmm. the, and they've shaped us into who we are. So, um, uh, you know, who knows, um, LW, my husband and I joke about this all the time, we, we were in the same circles for 20-some years and never had met each other. <laughs> and we talk about meeting each other when we're 38 and 39 years old and – how great that was. I mean, that was timing because, you know, we had done all the other junk in our life, so to speak. And had we met when we were 20 and running around in those circles with each other, who knows if those were relationships <laughs> that would last. So so that was probably one that, um, and, and the probably being authentic and, and approachable, probably the more authentic piece of it. And uh, I just, you know, growing up as Ellen Hart's daughter, it was very confusing to try to appease sponsors and appease fans and appease people and just be who you are, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what you are. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people struggle that with that in life is to, you know, whether they're trying to, to follow in a family member's footsteps or not, um, you know, just being a unique individual and not being compared, you know, obviously Dale struggled with that a long time with being compared to his dad and mm -hmm. are you going to accomplish the same things as your dad did and all these kind of things. So, um, yeah, being authentic and probably managing my emotions would have been uh, way more helpful uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of emotional times, you describe in the book uh, some of the time around when, when your father passed and how uh, your daughter Carson was very young at the time, and uh, the relationship wasn't then what many people might have thought it was. Can you tell us a little about that, that and those times? Because that has to be among the most emotional you've ever faced. It was, um, you know, my dad was a, a really, as you guys know, a, a tough cookie mm -hmm. and uh, had a heart of gold and lots of great stories out there. Hart was a, was a great person, but he was a tough person. And, you know, I think like many of us, he was harder on the people that he was closer to, and that included us kids. And, and, um, and so, you know, there were times when if, if we didn't do exactly what he thought we should do and, and behave how he thought we should act or whatever, and you know, when Carson was born, I was 27 years old. And so I'm not talking about being a kid and learning right. these lessons. I'm talking about being 27 yeah. and having your father, you know, tell you what to do and how he wants you to do things. And and then in return, if it didn't go the way he thought it should go, kind of, you know, the, the way that he 
uh, treated us or interacted with us, sometimes it would be different. And in that case, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that I wasn't really speaking to my dad when he passed away. I mean, he wasn't really speaking to me. I wanted to speak mm-hmm. to him, but he wasn't mm-hmm. really speaking to me. And um, I, I was involved in a relationship that he didn't um, approve of. And and so instead of kind of taking me under his arm and, and, and working on that with me, he just decided the best thing to do was he just wasn't going to talk to me. And maybe that would, you know, mm-hmm. teach me a lesson, so to speak. And, um, and so Carson was born. Thankfully, she kind of bridged the gap a little bit. But, um, you know, when my dad passed in the race in Daytona, it had been about three or four weeks before I had it had been three or four weeks since I had spoken to him. And the conversations were, you know, not what they, you know, not what you would think between father and daughter. And so it was really hard. And then, of course, you know, after that, with everything that played out in terms of Teresa and, and the autopsy photos and all the different business that was going on. And it was a really difficult time in my life. But, um, uh, you know, again, I look back on it and think that um, I tell my employees here at Junior Motorsports that on many occasions, had not life, you know, handed me what it's handed, I wouldn't be here working with them and, and leading them and us having this operation and who knows what it would be like. So, you know, I'm thankful for what's been placed in my life and, and uh, you know, moving on from whatever troubles have been displayed and, and trying to grow and learn from them and just, uh, you know, keep the legacy of the Earnhardts is very mm-hmm. important to me in sport. And, and so just keep moving that forward. More with Kelly Earnhardt Miller coming up next. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. With the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season suspended, Xfinity would like to look back at the Xfinity fastest lap from Phoenix Raceway. It was turned by Chase Elliott on lap four with a speed of 135.267 miles per hour. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. More with Kelly Earnhardt Miller is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. 
It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. Time now for the Wheelan Pit Crew Member of the Week. Jeff Cordero is the rear tire changer for the number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, driven by Kyle Busch. The typical path for a lot of pit crew guys, especially as I came up in the sport, have worked in racing forever. So when their pit crew life ended, they just worked in the shop full time. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of guys that do that. It is a pretty good pay cut to do that. I mean, that's why you were, a lot of guys were in it. Because back when I first started, the, the combine thing was just, the Hendrick thing was just starting, bringing a lot of athletes. And a lot of guys who were pit race cars were just shop employees or guys who had worked on cars forever. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Let's continue Woody's conversation with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. If you're just joining us, NASCAR Today's Woody Kane had a chance to sit down and visit with Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s sister. They've shared a lot, and she's about to share how Junior Motorsports is dealing with the break in the season. Speaking of, of the business side and, and helping you now, I imagine uh, it's got to be a crazy time at Junior Motorsports with all the uncertainty. Every time we think we know what's going to happen, it changes again with the, the postponements and hoping to get all 36 races in. What are you guys thinking and doing and planning for, or trying to anyway, in, in this challenging environment? Yeah, well, right now with the North Carolina stay-at-home order, you know, we're not we're, we're all working from home. Obviously, uh, our race team members really can't work on cars from at home <laughs> and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our engineers and crew chiefs and, and people like that are doing a lot of things uh, uh, over the computers and internet and things like that. But you know, there's a lot of employees that literally, you know, can't pick up a wrench and, and turn the wrenches on the race cars. So we're just kind of sitting idle and uh, hoping that you know we'll have some clarity here in the next. I, I hope. You know, they say, obviously, they put out the information that they were hoping that we'd go back racing May 9th. I don't know if that's going to be the case, just looking at the world news and the stay-at-home in place and orders and things like that that you're seeing. Um, you know, I don't know if that's really a feasible timetable. Um, but, you know, we've been having good conversation with NASCAR about, you know, what if we go back to racing, you know, in this month or that month? What does things look like for you? Are you... Uh, can you be prepared to do it this way or that way? What's, you know, the logistics of this or that? So the conversation and communication has been great, and I think we're just all, you know, everyone's waiting to see what's happening with the world, you know, when Mm -hmm. the president's going to tell us that we can kind of ease up some or your state's going to tell you that you can ease up. So (laughs) it seems there's lots of varying opinions about that out there. So. One of the, the items in the book, you mentioned a few, one of them is let go and move forward. And it seems like that would be a good one to apply now because with all the uncertainty and nobody knows what the schedule is going to look like, isn't it kind of forcing the sport to maybe try some things a little sooner than they had anticipated? Some things that have been talked about for a while in terms of double headers, midweek races and things like that. We're now kind of almost forced to try those maybe sooner than anybody had expected. Yeah, it's true. You know, I've always lived by this kind of motto that try not to worry about what you can't control. And that's kind of part of, you know, moving forward and and kind of letting go of things that hold you back. And, you know, most of the time, the things that hold us back is just the unknown, right? The Mm -hmm. fear and the unknown. And when you're forced to uh, uh, do things a different way, it's no different than us. You know, I wouldn't dream of my employees working from home. I mean, who wants to raise their hand and work from home? Probably (laughs) half my staff, right? Uh, In the comfort of their own home and in their pajamas. Right. But, you know, that's 
that's you don't that's unknown you're not in control of them you don't see them you don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. but in the same token it's work you know it's been working out well and in some cases some people have really stepped up and risen to the top that you're like wow mm -hmm. you know this is we're, we're pushing out or pumping out a lot more than um than sometimes we even are able to here at the office with the different commotions and, and fires that you're trying to run around and put out so yeah. it has forced us to to do things differently and i think um you're put in a situation where you don't have much of a choice and, and you do it and, and your goal is to do it well and do it to your best of your ability. And then you figure out that, Hey, wow, there's something to this. This could work like this, you know, and what were we scared of and what were we afraid of and that kind of thing. So I think the other part of that though, is it gives you like being forced into doing something like that gives you a little grace, right? Because yeah. then it's not so much that you made the choice to do it. It's like you had to do it, you know, yeah. and then there's some grace factor. Cause you know how our fans are, boy, they can, <laughs> they can uh, grill you in a moment's notice um, on social media and really be upset. So Or less. There's a little grace that goes along, right? <laughs> Absolutely. The book is called drive nine lessons to win in business and life by uh, Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Where can folks pick it up? I imagine it's at the big spots like Amazon, but uh, how can folks get a hold of it? Yeah, it's definitely on Amazon. They're shipping copies now. Um, uh, we're going to have it in our retail store when we ever get back open. Uh, we're working on getting it up on uh, shopjuniornation.com. Uh, I don't know if bookstores, you know, around, I'm sure that many bookstores are still open around uh, the United States that don't have stay-in-place orders. So, you know, it's going to be at Barnes & Noble and Books Million and places like that. But for the best up-to-date information, you can follow my social handles. Um, Twitter, you know, is Earnhardt Kelly, or you can look me up on Instagram, which is Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Mm -hmm. And I have a website for the book. It's kellyearnhartdrive.com. So the best information is right there. And uh, we've got different little specials going on where you can maybe hear the first chapter and things like that. So, oh, cool. um, you know, yeah, lots of cool things. Fantastic. Well, Kelly, we really appreciate your time. I know you're as, as busy as everybody else, even though we're all at home. Sometimes that even feels busier, but we appreciate you taking some time with us and, and good luck uh, figuring all this out because when we do come back, it is going to be slammed busy. <laughs> sure is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. And I appreciate you having me on today, Woody. All right. Thanks thank so you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, we've got 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson and this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
We're about to head to the house here on this week's NASCAR Live. But before we go, all year long, we've been celebrating Jimmy Johnson and sharing stories about the seven-time champ. Kyle Ricky has this week's 48 Stories. For many drivers in stock car racing, the intimidator Dale Earnhardt is the standard for excellence. Arguably the greatest race car driver, Earnhardt won 76 cup races before his untimely death in the 2001 Daytona 500. Unfortunately, Earnhardt was never able to race against another great, Jimmy Johnson, who months later signed with Hendrick Motorsports and would go on to become one of NASCAR's greatest. In the spring of 2016, Johnson reached the 76 win marker set by Earnhardt that so many strive to achieve at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, winning the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. Yeah, special for sure. Gosh, it's hard to, you know, I, I entered the sport just hoping I could win a race and keep a job for a few years. And to have 76 and tie Dale Earnhardt Sr. is something I'm very, very proud of. And, um... I didn't have a chance to race against him, unfortunately. You know, there's been a big void in uh, in my mind about uh, not having that chance to race against him, and it was literally, you know, a handful of months um, away from having that opportunity. So to tie him today um, for myself personally it gives gives me a little something. It's a little bit of attachment to uh, the great Dale Earnhardt, and something I'm very proud of. Johnson may have been a Jeff Gordon fan when he was younger. But his mentor had heated battles with the Intimidator, and his admiration for Earnhardt grew with every big moment. Yeah, as as a spectator watching him, I was I was in shock at Bristol when when he got Terry and Terry still won. I thought, wow, that was cool to win that way. And then the next time he got Terry and he won, I was like, ooh, <laughs> and I couldn't believe that the entire place booed him. So uh, my uh, my. Younger brother Jarrett was a, a big Earnhardt fan, and um, I ended up being a Gordon fan. And the uh, the banter we had back and forth um, through all of it was just fun. And it reminds me, or I guess it's just what all of our fans do day in and day out, and they pick their driver and have their rivalries internally in their own house. So uh, a lot of fun memories picking on my brother, but uh, you know he won a lot, so it was it was tough to always have the upper hand. Johnson has since passed Earnhardt on the win list. His total has grown to 83, but he did reach Earnhardt's championship mark in 2016, and he stands besides both Earnhardt and Richard Petty as the only drivers to earn seven Cup Series championships. I'm Kyle Rickey, and this has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kyle. All right, folks, it's that time again this week in NASCAR history with Susie Armstrong. Susie? Thanks, Mike. This week we launch our journey through time preoccupied with 1985. We are the world echoed in simulcast from 6,000 radio stations around the globe to rally aid for widespread African famine. Police Academy 2 put the box office on house arrest for a four-week run. Dynasty and Dallas dueled side-by-side for the TV ratings lead, and Dale Earnhardt was up on that wheel, sans power steering, muscling the black Goodwrench Chevrolet to victory lane in the Valleydale 500 at Bristol Motor Speedway. for Dale Earnhardt as he zips across the start finish line in front of Harold Kinder to take his victory lap here this afternoon. And Ricky Rudd's going to have to settle for second spot. He's about 10 car lengths back, but I don't think he'll catch him as they work to three. Here's your leader, Dale Earnhardt, into three and four, and he's on his way for a checkered flag. 
499 on the board, looking for 500. The checkered flag out for Dale Earnhardt here in the Valleydale 500 at Bristol, Tennessee. Dale, you look a little tired. Well, power steering went out on it about in 100 laps in the race. It drove 400 laps without power steering. It sort of overworked me a little bit. 1990, Guns N' Roses, Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Garth Brooks, and a host of musical acts converge on Indianapolis, Indiana to rally support for America's heartland at Farm Aid 4. Creators Mark Frost and David Lynch unleashed the twisted drama Twin Peaks on ABC, and the late Davey Allison was high atop his game at Bristol, edging out Mark Martin at the line by eight inches to win in Thunder Valley. They're all nose to tail. Davey Allison leads the way back to three. Martin is second. Sterling Marlin third. Ricky Rudd is fourth. And all this lap traffic they're catching as they come up on the lap cars. White flag as they whistle back down into turn number one for Davey Allison. The lap cars are dropping to the inside. They're out of turn two. One final chance. Davey brings them off the corner. Ricky Rudd gets into the side of Sterling Marlin. Spins him around. Marlin spins down to the inside of the racetrack. Up front, it's Davey Allison. Allison goes high. Mark Martin goes low. It's a drag race to the finish. It is Allison by just inches, if that much, and they'll have to verify with the photo finish camera. Davey Allison went high in turn four. Mark Martin's Ford went low. Both men pull alongside one another on the back straightaway, probably looking and saying, well, who beat whom to the line? 2003, just weeks into the invasion of Iraq, U.S. forces toppled the bronze statue of Saddam Hussein in Baghdad's Ferdo Square. Syracuse defeats Kansas 81-78 in the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. 50 Cent made a few bucks with the number one hit into club. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the exclusive member of Talladega Super Speedway's Winners Club, nabbing his fourth consecutive victory in the Aarons 499. Kevin Harvick trying to make a run on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Looks to the inside. Jr. blocks it. Off turn two. The fans going nuts as Jr. hits the back shoot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. splits the difference. Here comes Kevin Harvick. He changes lanes down to the inside. Earnhardt Jr. blocks him. Jr. now down to the inside. Harvick's hands are tied. He can't do anything. It's all Dale Jr. to three. Final time in a turn three and four. It's Dale Jr. by just three yards over Kevin Harvick. The third place man is Elliot Sadler. Ricky Craven is in fourth. They're single file, but it's Dale Jr. leading the field off of turn four. The Budweiser Chevrolet comes into the trial, works his way to the start finish line, going for four in a row at Talladega. He makes it happen, winning the Aaron's 499. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And thank you to William Byron for joining us on the show. We'd also like to thank Chad Kadaus, Joey Logano, Kelly Earnhardt Miller for joining us as well. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. 
So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.